0: and ask you, Lord, to, Lord, just use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost tonight, God. Give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word, spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it out before us. With godly wisdom, we need to walk in that path. We thank you and praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Praise God. All right, we're going to continue on tonight with uh, where we were this morning. We're going to start off with a few scriptures here, uh, some more scriptures concerning what we've been talking about. Amen. Deuteronomy. Amen. The Bible says, When thou art come into the land, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Thou shalt in any way, or in no way, it says, thou shalt in any wise, which means thou shalt in no way set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. So this is, this is talking about setting only a king that the Lord God chooses over them. Okay, one from among thy brethren, Shalt thou set king over thee. See this? One from thy brethren. What does that mean? What? Yeah, that means one that's following the same doctrine we're following. One that is of our brethren. Okay? Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee which is not thy brother. You see? This is how God sees things. So, you know, these are things we have to consider. God was very clear on this. But He shall not multiply horses to Himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. What does that mean? Did He mean the people were going to return down to Egypt? To the land of Egypt, he said, "They shall not cause my people to return to the ways of Egypt, to the wickedness, to the sinful nature and life of the Egyptians. So, uh, ye shall henceforth, or, no, uh, for as much as the Lord or no." shall return to Egypt to the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as the Lord hath said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way. You see, God is telling us: once you come out, you got to stay out. No more, no more going back there. No more even looking back. Remember, remember Lot's wife. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priest, the Levites. So what is he saying? He's saying that, hey... The king that I put in here will follow my laws and my laws only. And he will have himself a copy of my law right before him that he continually looks upon and will follow my laws, not his. Not the laws of the land, but the laws of God. And it shall be with him... And he shall read therein all the days of his life. Why? Look what it says. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God, (coughs) to keep all the words (coughs) of this law and these statutes (coughs) to do them. See that? (coughs) See that? So, that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Please underline this in your Bibles through twenty, so that you can clearly see, and and these things can be there in in your mind and and to study. Okay, brother, the next scripture. Okay, here's First Samuel eight one. This is when, this is when the Lord, uh, uh, when when uh, Israel came to Samuel, we were talking about earlier today, when they came to Samuel, and they said, we want us a king, we want a king, okay? And it came to pass when Samuel was old, Samuel was their judge. Samuel was a judge over Israel all the days of his life. He judged the Israelites. What? Yes, yes. So, anyway, so, and it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judge judges over Israel. Now, the name of the firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us, and Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Let me tell you something. America wants a leader that absolutely does not follow God. They want a leader that has nothing to do with God, that absolutely follows nothing in that book. That's what they're after. On both sides of the aisle, they're after that same thing. But, here he says, they've not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. The people of the world won't know more God reigning over them. <clears throat> According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, up out of Egypt even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore hearken unto their voice. How be it, listen to what he said, listen to what God said right here. How be it, yet protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord. He spoke what the word said unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, this will be the manner of the king, because this is what the Lord told Samuel. The Lord spoke this to Samuel. This shall be the king, the manner of the king, that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots and to be his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties. And will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers. And he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. And he will take your men servants, your maid servants, and your goodliest young men and your asses and put them to work, to his work. He will take the tenth of your sheep, and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king, which ye have chosen you. Now, understand this. They did not choose who was going to be their king. But the fact they chose that they wanted a king. This is what he's saying right here. The king that you have chosen you, you wanted a king. Okay? But not at any time did God ever allow his people to choose anyone that was going to lead them. Period because they're not the king's men, just like I'm not the king's men, I'm not the president's men, I am God's man. I am a man of God. He is my king and he is my leader, amen, my ruler. Okay, you shall cry in that day because of your king, which you shall have chosen you, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, And they said, Nay, but we will have a king over us. That we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Hearken unto their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, Go ye every man unto his city amen all right met next one brother okay a lot of that was from succession there's not not any evidence in that bible that that the people of Israel ever chose their king? Well, it's succession, and, and sometimes they would overtake and, and they would fight and overtake and become a king or whatever. But, uh, and most of that had to do with punishment. You know, when there were evil kings, no matter what happened, whoever has been over God's people has always been God who put them in the place. A lot of times it was because of disobedience. Uh, as we were talking about earlier, disobedience brings judgment, and many times there were wicked kings and evil kings over God's people. Uh, but if you look at if you look at the before and the after of all those things, there's always a reason for it. Amen. It was either judgment against Israel, or, or when there was somebody in place, God used them as an example to His people, or whatever. Uh, but there was always. There was always, God was always in control of His people. Not any time has God ever left His people into the hands of somebody that He did not put them into. Remember when the Bible says, And He shall call them and, and, and draw them from all the places whereunto He sent them. Even when they went into captivity, God always was in control. Where they were going to go, who was going to be over them, and He foretold it many times. But God was always in control, even with the punishment of His people. He didn't just randomly throw people out and put them. He put, if it was His people, He sent them into punishment. He sent them into judgment, just like He sent His people into uh, into the land of Egypt, you know, for 400 years. So, God has always been in control of His people, and no one has God's authority to take control of His people. They're His people whether they're going through good or bad, whether they're in judgment or whether they're not, God is in control. They belong to Him. He chooses to put His name on His people, and no matter what happens to them, man does not have a dog in that hunt. God is in control of His people. It does not matter whether this nation rises or falls, folks. Let me tell you something. Praise God He's in control of what happens to us. Amen. Because we can absolutely know According to this Bible, and I believe it with all my heart, it's never, it's never been wrong. According to that word right there, He truly will never leave us nor forsake us. That doesn't mean He's always going to deliver us and rescue us out of whatever situation we're in. Just as all the people that have gone on before us have had to suffer many great and horrific things. But look where they're at now. You know, amen. But praise God for that. God is in control of His people. Now, okay. Hearken on their voice, make them a king. Now the Lord hath told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, (coughs) and thou shalt anoint him (coughs) to be captain over my people Israel. See that? Okay, so that he may save my people out of the land of the Philistines, out of the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people because their cries come unto me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold, the man whom I spake to thee of, this same shall reign over my people. See here? Okay, Next. And the Lord said unto the children of Israel, this is first uh, Samuel ten eighteen and he said unto the children of Israel, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all kingdoms and of them that oppressed you see God's the one does this God's the one does this God's the one that gave that gave the victories and he gave he, he brought defeats upon them he gave them Victories over tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands sometimes. And then he gave them defeat. He caused them to lose a battle over some of those small Mickey Mouse places. Why? Because of obedience or disobedience. Does not matter how many you got. The ace in the hole is God on the throne of your life. You either got victory leading your life or you have defeat. There's no there's no middle ground. You've either got God going before you and making the crooked places straight, or you have judgment following you that will absolutely see that you repay. Now, okay. Delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand, uh, hand of all kingdoms and, and that oppressed you. And ye have this day rejected your God, who Himself saved you out of all your adversaries. And... I mean adversities, saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. He himself is the one that saved us out of our adversities. He's the one that saved us out of our financial burdens. It wasn't us, it wasn't our genius, it wasn't our greatness. It was God. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of of Matri Matri, was taken, and Saul the son of Kish was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, If the man should yet come thither, and the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. And they ran and fetched him thence, and when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulder and upward. And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him who the Lord hath chosen? See? One man that chose it. That there is none like him in all the people, among all the people. <clears throat> and all the people shouted and said, God save the king. Then Samuel told the people the manner of the kingdom, and wrote it in a book, and laid it up before the Lord, and Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. Okay, brother? First Samuel 12, 6. And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, see here, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may reason with you before the Lord of all the righteous acts of the Lord, which He did to you and to your fathers. When Jacob was coming to Egypt and your fathers cried unto the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, which brought forth your fathers out of Egypt, and made them dwell in this place. When they forgot the Lord their God, He sold them into the hand of Sisera, or Sisera captain of the host of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king Moab. And they fought against them. And they cried unto the Lord and he and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served Balaam and Ashtoreth, but now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies and we will serve thee. And the Lord sent Jerubbabel and Badan and Jephthah, and Samuel, and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and ye dwelled safe. And when ye saw that Nahash, Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, came against you, ye said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. You see this? That's what I was talking about this morning. He said, hey, no, we want a king over us, when the Lord your God was your king. Church, the Lord our God is our king. He is our president. He is our refuge. He is our sustainer. He's our rod. He's our buckler. Amen. He is our supplier. He is that, he is that which we look to for all of our needs because we are citizens of heaven, not of this world below. We were citizens here. And we were proud citizens here because this country used to be a place you could be proud, <laughs> amen, to <clears throat> to fight for and stand for. And But there's so much against the Word of God now in this land that we live in, and because of those things, we have found God and we have been brought to the Lord, but God has called us out of this darkness into His marvelous light. And God is calling us to an an absolute separation from the laws of this land that are against the laws of the kingdom. But the world is all about political correctness now. The Lord God was your king. Now therefore behold, the king whom ye have chosen the king that they wanted, they wanted the king over and whom ye have desired. And behold, the Lord hath set a king over you. Even even though they did all this, here's what the Lord had to say about it. If you will fear the Lord and serve Him and obey His voice, not the voice of the king, but the voice of our God, and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord... Then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. This is, talking about a, this is talking about a king that the Lord spoke to Saul. Samuel spoke to Saul. And he was told early on, You don't depart from my word, not one jot nor tittle. You follow this word. And as long as you do, I will allow you to reign over my people. But the minute you don't, I'm going to destroy my people and you. And God told him straight up now there's a bunch of stuff in between all this that you can read in first Samuel from about from chapter eight all the way through you know nearly the 15th okay then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God but if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord but rebel against the commandment of the Lord then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? Now, this is the God's fiction to show them. God's fixing to show them, I'm God, don't you forget it. I'm God, and I'm fixing to remind you that I'm God. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and He shall send thunder and rain that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great. Which ye have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. See, God granted it. He was not. He was not happy about it. They rejected him as being king over them. They didn't want God to reign over them. They wanted. A, they wanted an earthly king. Remember, the Lord said early on. Did He not say? Did He not say, "I shall have no other gods before me. That I am the Lord thy God. I am a jealous God. I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God." Okay. Now. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not, for we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. Samuel said unto the people, Fear not. Ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake His people. The Lord will not forsake His people. Anything that we go after, church, other than God... And His Word are vain. They're vanity. They're going to come to nothing. Does not matter. It does not matter. God will not ever allow His people to follow anything but His provision. This Word right here. This is what we are to feast upon. This is what we are to feed upon. This is what we are to to watch, walk, study And this is how we are to conduct ourselves. This is our set of standards and rules. There is none other, none other on this earth. Sit like a lady. None other on this earth are we to follow. Okay. For the Lord will not forsake His people. Why? For His great name's sake. See that? Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you His people. See, God chose us. God loves this people. God loves us in this church. I know He loves to dwell here. I know He loves every one of you. Praise! I feel the Holy Ghost saying it. The Holy Ghost just went all over me right there. I know God loves His people. I know He loves us. Amen. He just wants us to trust Him more than we've ever trusted Him. He wants us to depend on Him. He wants us to quit looking at everything else to be the supplier of our needs. He wants us to quit looking to uh, 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 the things of this land to meet our needs or to meet our uh, desires and things like that or to fight our battles or, to, or for protection or for security. We look to the to those that are in power in the land to keep us secure and to keep us uh, uh, out of danger and all those things. But God said, hey, no, I am your king. I will keep you from danger. I will keep you from the uh, uh, from the wolves. I will deliver my people i am the i 'm the buckler of my people. I am the mighty hand that brought my people up out of the land of bondage out of the land of egypt. I am their sustainer i 'm the one that sustained them in the wilderness i 'm the one that brought them out of the land of egypt i 'm the one that that had gave them shoes that never wore out i 'm the one that rained food from heaven i 'm the one that performed miracles. Signs and wonders. Why look ye to someone else and not me? You see? God is a jealous God. He's got a right to be. He's been good. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you The good and the right way. This is Samuel speaking to God's people. He said, moreover, for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. He said, no matter what happens, I'm going to pray for you. I pray for all of you. And I pray for uh, God's people. And I pray for my family and things like that. Even though they reject God, doesn't matter. I'm still going to pray for them because I love them. I'm not going to quit praying for them. But I will teach you the good and the right way, and that's what I strive to do in this church. Lord, don't ever let me teach something that's wrong, and God, don't ever let me, don't ever let me do anything that's wrong. Keep me in the right way. Keep me, as we said earlier. Keep me in Your will that I won't be in Your way. Amen. And help me to make right choices, Lord. And keep me from evil that it grieve me not, as Jabez prayed. You know. Only fear the Lord and serve Him. Fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things He hath done for you. Amen. It don't get no better than that. Doesn't get no more descriptive than that. Man, how good's God been to us? But if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed. Both ye and your king. See this? Church, there's a steep price to pay for disobedience. Disobedience to what? They follow the people of this land no matter what it is they're following. If it's not that book, it's disobedience. And disobedience, disobedience to God brings judgment. The Bible could not be more clear on that throughout the entire Bible. There's nothing that can keep the judgment of God away from sin. Like this. If ye shall do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. Church, remember, the judgment is on the land and its inhabitants, is it not? Remember, Remember, remember Pharaoh. Remember Pharaoh. Pharaoh and the land of Egypt suffered a great defeat. But... Though the people suffered right along with Pharaoh, God's people did not. God's people, everywhere that they were, did not suffer the same plagues that the Egyptians suffered. See? So it doesn't matter. The judgment of God is coming. We know it's coming. The Bible tells us clearly, and you can see it. You can see it coming. We can see it on the land, and we know why it's coming. It's coming to fulfill this book, but it's already coming. It's coming for its judgment. The minds of people have been turned just exactly like the book said it would be. Why? Because they had not a love for the truth. They turned away their ears and God turned them unto fables or unto things that are may as well be fables. They're not true. They call evil good, good evil, right, wrong, wrong, right, up, down, down, up. They put evil for good, good for evil. They can't help themselves because God has turned them now. They believe what they're doing as much as we believe what we're doing. They can't help it. That's their judgment. And God did that to implode this place. Because this nation has forgotten God just as so many other nations and countries, all of them have. All of them. But the people of God still have a refuge with the Lord. They still have protection of God. doesn't mean we're not going to suffer. Sometimes there were great people that suffered right along with the wicked. Remember, Jericho... Everybody obeyed Joshua when he told them, "Don't touch the accursed thing." And the soldiers that went in there and valiantly fought, and the families that were attached to those soldiers that died in AI—they fought and they all won. And then they went right across and they fought over an AI. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't commit something wrong. They kept God's Word. They did exactly what they were told to do. Thirty-six of them lost their lives, which means children, mothers, and, and fathers, and, and all those that lost those thirty-six soldiers, amen, that went in there had no idea. Somebody said, they didn't even know it. And they went in there and lost their life with some little small-time army after just defeating the, the greatest army in the territory. Well, they had no idea that they were walking into a trap. God didn't warn them either. He warned them ahead of time. But they suffered, and all the people in their lives suffered. Why? Because somebody else sinned. So that doesn't mean that just because America is, is, is going to fall, and it will, it's going to suffer greatly under the judgment of God. According to this Bible right here, we know it's coming, and we can see it. The Bible says that there is a protection for us. But it does not guarantee that we're not going to have some suffering along with it. And I believe that we certainly will. I believe that we certainly will. If ye shall do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. Okay. Is that all the extra ones there, brother? Okay. Now, I'm going to stop right here because that's a lot of Scripture. That's a lot of Scripture for today. We'll, We'll pick this up another time. But I want to watch one of these uh, movies tonight, too. But I've given you a little bit more to kind of study and look at and, uh, and to just chew on and study. And, and please do. Study through it. Pray. Spend some time with God this week. Spend some time with the Lord and, and just consider these things. And we need to learn our King. Learn who He is, what He is, and learn what He expects from us as His people. And seek His will. Be careful not to seek our own will. We need to be careful not to seek our own way and our own will, and and go into this with with God in in mind. Lord, you know, show me what you want me. What do you want me to do, God? You know, I I just want to do what you want me to do, Lord. Help me to help me to see Your will and all these things. I don't want to hold on to something, God, that's not that's not beneficial to the kingdom of God. If it edifieth not, I don't want to hold on to it.